Why did you start playing Fallout 4? Wait, you want to hop right into this? This is the most pressing thing I need to know right now. I was feeling a little nostalgic for just any Fallout action, and since it's, of course, the newest one, I thought, well, maybe I can give it a little bit more uh, time. Additionally, I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he he purchased the game a while ago, and he hasn't played it yet at all. And we both brought up the fact that we paid for the DLCs, which is a major regret of mine, and haven't really played them. And so I was like, well, I might as well play the DLCs while I'm at it. But after an hour of playing that game on survival mode, and just forgetting how kind of buggy it can be, and honestly not that, uh, I don't know, just not that fun. Not that engrossing at all. After about an hour, I was like, well, this is mostly just frustrating and dumb and boring. And and maybe I'll have to uh, revisit it, either not playing in survival mode, which is just unbelievably punishing, even at the like later stages in the game, or I'll just probably never finish it, and I wasted a bunch of money on DLC I'm never going to play. Like, do, do you think the game could stand up on its own just on its story? Like, if you turn the difficulty slider down to minuscule to whatever the easiest form is and just no, plow no, no. through the, the game. Story's, the story's not good. It's, the story's not really fun at all, and especially not in comparison to the other Fallout games because I'd say Fallout 4 ultimately has the best combat gameplay by far, but there's not really much that makes me want to do that. Normally, your combat is getting tied in with like objectives that you're trying to complete in the story. Like You're adventuring and traveling and solving problems and getting involved with things because of the story, and that's why you're using then the combat in Fallout, at least in 3 and New Vegas. But in this game, like there's no story motivator. And the gameplay was good enough and entertaining enough for the long amount of time that I did play it upon its release. I don't want to pretend like I didn't put a lot of time into Fallout 4 before finally quitting. But ultimately, going back is really hard because I kind of got what I needed to out of the gameplay. And now because there's no like interesting story really to um, keep me moving forward, the gameplay is just not satisfying enough to motivate me to continue, I guess. like I could go back and replay New Vegas and Fallout 3 because I, I enjoyed those quests and those stories quite a bit. Um, and so even though the gameplay is not great with them, I still remember a lot of iconic quests and would replay them for the fun of doing it. And also the other thing is, too, I was thinking about it, is that the other games had at least a little more diversity in how you could solve a quest. I was just thinking about how great it was with those older games that I was able to get involved in a quest and have my mind changed maybe once or even twice as to what my final decision or result would be. Where in Fallout 4, like all that happened within the hour I played was like, please help us rescue another kidnapped settler. They want a ransom. And then it turns out that the people who kidnapped the settler were not raiders at all, but super mutants. And I was like, why are super mutants ransoming you? They should just be eating you alive. They have no need for caps. This doesn't even make sense. It's perfect that you bring that up because I remember vividly a quest line in Fallout 4 
being as I'm the type of person that wants to raise my charisma first just to see what kind of interesting dialogue options are available, when I get into this shootout, because no matter what my max charisma can or can't do, there's no way to reasonably or peacefully end this conflict without getting into a gunfight. The difference between having any charisma and having no charisma basically meant, oh, I get to convince this woman who's not even necessarily an innocent bystander to leave the fight. And now I get to have the fight again. Like, there's, there's literally no context to change. Oh, no, I, I know what you're talking about. That's the gas station or whatever, the small diner where the kid is a junkie and he like owes money for some of the chems he's used. Oh no, you it's it's s- not even that one, but the fact that you're bringing up a second one is already uh like a sign that this is a problem with the game. Right, it's indicative that it's the same kind of hackneyed questline or storyline over and over and over again and they're almost indistinguishable from one another. Yeah, it's it's definitely especially bad in that case. And I think we've already shit on Fallout 4 quite a bit, yeah. but that's the thing that becomes readily apparent every time I try and go and give it a chance again is just how sterilized the gameplay feels compared to the other games, especially the New Vegas, which had, I think, a lot of character and a lot of good writing that allowed whatever type of character you played to feel really unique and impactful in their own special way that Fallout 4 just does not feel like at all. So before I ask you this next question, let me just say that it's November 12th, 2017. You're listening to the Fancy Roman Podcast, a podcast about video games, anime, and other nerd shit. My name's Neil. I'm Cookie. And I'm Scott. And that was <laughs> the longest intro we've ever done. So I'm curious, will you have the interest or desire to try Fallout 4 when it hits vr december 12th no no i won't i still have at least some intent to try and play the um i think it's far harbor dlc on my current regular playstation copy of fallout 4 and then if that's no good i'll give it up um and if it's good maybe maybe i'll play a little bit of nuka world or whatever but I just thought I'd give it a try. I didn't have much time to play video games this week, and that was something easy and nearby. Um, and I did not actually get any enjoyment out of it. So I'll get off my soapbox of whining about not having fun while playing video games, which is what I'm trying to do when I play video games. What have you been doing aside from uh, since you haven't been playing games this week? Yesterday, I've been working on the side with my brother-in-law to restore, actually not even restore, tear down and completely replace and build a new roof for a uh, cabin out in a place called Nine Mile, which is this really nice secluded area, a little bit north of where I'm living, that's just got this really awesome property with a cabin that's got a pretty shitty dilapidated roof that we recently tore down and started to replace besides that i've at least been able to uh get excited and geared up for this upcoming snowboard season finally got uh, my bindings taken care of i have a pair of boots on the way that actually fit me because i accidentally ordered some snowboard boots that were a little too big for me so 
I exchanged those. And then in the meantime, while I was just looking for some uh, tuning gear, I found a sleeper deal on a snowboard that was too good to pass up. So instead of uh, my original plan for what I was going to do for a board, I went and bought myself a brand new uh, reverse camber board from Sierra. And the best part, of course, is that it has my girlfriend's name um, in large print letters on the bottom of the board and neon colors. Because that's the company's name? Yeah, the company's name is Sierra. And so I told her I I bought a board that had her name stamped on it. (laughs) I thought it was really funny. So when you bring up bindings, uh, so you've decided to change your keyboard bindings for snowboarding? (laughs) No, no. uh, You know what I'm talking about, right? Or no? No. Is that like a matter of getting the shoe, the, the snow boot mounted to the... Yeah. So like a a skateboard, for instance, has grip tape and your shoes go on the board and the grip tape is what allows you to keep kind of your traction on it. Right. But with a snowboard um, being made to be very slick, uh, not necessarily that you're like waxing the top or anything, but slick and there's a lot of snow so you can't keep your boards just on top of a, uh, a board without having some sort of way to fix yourself to it. Your boots go into uh, something called bindings, and bindings are placed on the board, um, very customizable to how you want your stance to be, and that's how you lock your your feet to the board. So when you get on the board, you don't lose it from underneath you, and when you crash, it doesn't slide down the mountain without you. Okay, I figured as much. Yeah, so I got I got all the essential equipment, and I'm really excited to hit the mountain when the... Uh, snow starts piling up a little more hopefully you don't have to put any of that long dark experience into play (laughs) cookie how long do you think my snowboard would last as reclaimed wood got a fire for about 15 minutes i'll give it 20 (laughs) oh he's an optimist ladies and gentlemen and cookie what have you been up to this week um so besides working i went to my first nebraska and you left early, from what I can tell. Yeah, there really wasn't really, really that much going on on Sunday. Yeah, oh, it, yeah it's a three-day event, right? Did he go to all three days? Uh, yeah, so we, me and Lizzie both... Actually, Lizzie cosplayed all three days. I officially cosplayed one of the three days. Wait. And it was pretty much just afternoons. Like, oh, you, well, you say officially had, cosplay. How can you unofficially cosplay? That's when you just accidentally wear what a character would wear that one uh today i wore a um lion t-shirt from steven universe so and lizzie was rose so i was her lion so that's how i unofficially cosplay so yeah really your torso did all the work on that one <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> your torso was cosplaying but you weren't uh what, what were you uh cosplaying as otherwise um so me and lizzie were birth both birth both pearl from steven universe on saturday and it turned out lovely, and we hunted down all the pearls that we could find, and also doted on all the Stevens we could find, and admired all the roses we could find. It's a good time. <laughs> and on uh, Friday, I wore the jacket that the um, Hotline Miami guy wears, so that is also how I unofficially cosplay because I did not. I decided I was a little bit too tipsy to put on the mask. And Lizzie was Umaro-chan from uh, Himoto. From Umaro-chan. Or is her name Himoto? 
from Imaru-chan? No, Himoto is a uh, sister, little sister or something. It's a play on it, at least, because I think Imoto is sister. So Himoto is apparently a blend of si- little sister and Himono, which translates to dried fish. <laughs> little dried so fish my wife sister. Was a, yeah. My wife was a little dried fish sister on Friday. And she got lots of pictures and lots of people congratulating her on a very well done cosplay. So yeah, went to Nebcon for the first time. Uh, went to a couple of interesting panels. And by a couple of interesting panels, I went to one panel that wasn't that interesting. And then one panel that actually was pretty interesting uh, with... I forget what the uninteresting one was. It was an anything but with a voice actor. So they were asking her anything but voice actor questions. She was somebody on Duncan Rampa. She's somebody on Fate. And she's white. And she's like 12 years old. Actually 12? Or just she plays young characters? No, she was born in 1992. That oh, would so make her not 12. 25-ish. Yeah. yeah. That would make her double the age of 12 at least. I'm, well, I mean, perfect. <laughs> now I'm curious as to what role she played in Danny and Rampa. Don Gon Rampa. Uh, she was somebody. I forget who she was. And the interesting one was uh, the Keith Silverstein panel. He's a really cool dude. Super hilarious. Uh, and for those who don't know, he is the voice of Torbjorn, among other characters. Mm, that makes sense. I remember you saying something about Torbjorn's voice actors, really cool. And I was like, I mm-hmm. wonder where that came from, because I have no idea. But you're not going to point out that he also did work on Resident Evil Degeneration, the hit film from 2008. Ooh. <laughs> He's also in Miraculous Tales of Ladybug. He's and... also in Ice Age 4, Continental Drift. He's also in League of Legends. No, she, the chick that we went to go see, she was in League of Legends. What? Ignore me. Who what does character she, now? Who does she voice act? Neil needs to know. I think it was Zoe. Zoe? Oh, yeah. Zoe is oh, going to be a character. brand new champion, I believe. Yeah. That's topical, actually. Yeah. yeah. Zoe's coming out pretty soon. We, we could probably do with another podcast without talking about League of Legends, though. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a thing. So, like, are there... You know, this is not necessarily a big city or a hub for, you know, people to fly into. So what exactly is at a anime con or a game con, or in this case, NebraskaCon, aside from your panels and then your cosplayers? Like, are there merchandise booths? Yeah, lots of vendors, lots of, um, they were doing like, they were doing showings, lots of vendors, drinking and partying, I guess. Any gaming at all? Yes, there was um, across the street because they were too big for the hotel that they were in. They had a board, a tabletop gaming area set up, and on one of the random floors, they had like this big video game room set up, which is actually kind of interesting, but also looked really, really crowded. So we walked in, saw what it looked like, and walked out. Oh. Just a bunch of TVs, smelled like hot nerd. And it's my favorite smell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get that scent at Express? No. uh, Did you have any other thoughts to share about Nebraska on your week and so forth? Uh, I may go back. Maybe. That's a pretty lukewarm response. 
Well, I hear it's got the terribleness of words I can't think of being the same every year. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Oh, so it's, it's got for, like the same people it's every year. Yeah. So like the the vendors are always usually the same vendors. There might be like one different vendor. Um, same guests are always there. So that was um, what's his name, Mister Silverstein's like seventh N- Nebcon. Oh. Do you uh do you pay for tickets for a single day or do you pay for all of the event? Um so we just we bought all 3 days but you can just buy like a single day. Mm. But at the price of a single day on the day of so like the Saturday ticket was like $35 whereas us just buying our 3 day pass like months in advance was also $35. So Oh, I see. So it doesn't confer any benefit to just go for one day pretty much. So I was like, you know, so maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Lizzie enjoyed cosplaying and so I think we'll probably go for more of that aspect. You know, there's another uh, event that's really good for cosplaying. You know what that is? Okamakan? Oh, uh October 31st, Halloween. Yeah, but it seems like you got to be outside and it's cold. There, there are also certain <laughs> costumes that you probably can't do on Halloween that are also still kind of scary to do at a convention. But when you said you were going as uh, someone from Hotline Miami, I that that would be maybe one costume I would be worried about wearing anywhere. Why so? It was just you know a Letterman jacket, a scary mask, and, and a baseball bat. <laughs> Actually, one yeah. with a lead pipe. Ooh, even better. Mm. Yeah. It even has real blood. Well, I'm kind of (laughs) sad uh, that Nebraska kind of crept up on us, or at least on myself. It's every uh, November. Yeah, it's just like I had it in my mind that this was something I was interested in checking out. Uh, Lachlan had brought it up and said that he had like tickets to some after party or party for Tiffany and myself. Hmm. Uh, And then I just kind of spaced it. And then I had this business trip where i was gone for the week yeah tell us about your business trip Segway. i was in pennsylvania <laughs> and i got back but i guess really the the most notable thing about being in pennsylvania was that uh i had cracker barrel like multiple times and i don't know why anyone goes to cracker barrel uh, but more importantly i played a lot of video games while I, or a lot of one video game while i was in a hotel room for many hours and that would be Notably, Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. So, it's curious that you brought up that voice actress. That game's also been out for quite a while, but I probably won't go into spoilers. I sort of regret us not ending up doing like a Let's Watch of the anime series for this, because if it in any way is a decent representation of the game's story or plot, I, I think it would have been pretty good in discussing a lot of the twists and possible cliffhangers if they had, you know created the episodes properly uh but Danny and rampa 2 is basically a continuation of the first game i don't think i talked about it on this podcast but it's basically a, a weird uh high school murder mystery thing where a class gets stranded in a situation and they're basically told that in order to get off the island they have to kill someone and then get away with that killing ultimately what happens is when a mur- when someone gets murdered and people discover the body, they end up doing a group investigation, and then you end up in a courtroom, which I imagine is kind of similar to uh, 
that uh, Ace Attorney game. Um, I'm blanking from Nintendo. No, uh, Ace Attorney's right. But is it? I was about to say Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah. Objection. <laughs> it's great because Phoenix he also right, happens Ace to be an Ace Attorney. Phoenix right. There we go. Now that these games are on Steam, I, I would maybe recommend you guys catch them or uh, try them out when uh, they go on sale for Black Friday, assuming they go on sale. Okay. Quick question, though. You're committing the murder, and then you're trying not to get caught? or So you're actually not committing the murder? The The story basically is that in, in both of these first games, you don't want to kill anyone, but other characters in the cast eventually come up with motives and end up killing people, so the rest of the class has to investigate and figure out who killed who. Like, not, not to get into the story too much, but the idea is if you're able to weed out who the actual killer was or is then they end up getting executed and you go on with your normal quote-unquote life until someone else gets killed and then you jump back into the loop of you know trial punishment life murder trial punishment etc so it's kind of like you have regular visual novel elements where you're just living your day-to-day life and trying to figure out the mystery of like why your characters were put into this weird situation. Then you have the investigative part, which is more point-and-clickish. And then you have the trial, which the creator of the game, and this is like a Spike Chunsoft game or developed game, uh, the creator tries to implement like a bunch of weird mini-games into the the trials so like if there's a ongoing discussion going around you're going to have all this text fly across the screen or not not like very quickly or anything but certain statements will show up on the screen and you have a bunch of evidence that you try and either contradict or uh, support these emphasized claims and then other times you have many games that don't really apply at all to the like the workings of a case or a trial it's like for some reason you're now on this weird snowboard going through this digital tunnel and all you have to do is like dodge obstacles and then go on to the perspective like respective answers when the uh when questions pop up in a lot of ways the game design and the trials is actually really not bad but not great it's certainly not fun for me but what what i get the most fun from is uh, seeing these murders. people to death, Neil? Is that y- what yes. it is? Yes, it's exactly that. Looking at the murder scenes and trying to piece together exactly what happened even before the game walks you through. And, mm. and that's maybe one of the most infuriating things. Maybe not infuriating, but like annoying aspects of the game is that oftentimes you can figure out mostly how a case works before your character understands it. So the trial system, if you will, isn't so much about you immediately blurting out who the killer is but leading the characters and specifically your main character into understanding what happens and who did what it's it's kind of like the the mysteries themselves usually aren't good enough to be completely concealed and unravel as your character unravels them but at the same time there are a lot of twists that just kind of catch you off guard I don't want to say the the mysteries are too easy because I think they're intentionally easy at times just because there's usually one or two hooks in each case where it's like, oh yeah, you, you think this is all obvious that, you know, everyone's got this alibi and everything leads up and makes sense up until this one point where, wait a second, like everything you thought or assumed happened a specific way 
turned out to all be a trick and you are just at as the same time as the main character learning that like everything you assumed was actually wrong but like nothing's ever so cheap in a way that if you knew what the outcome was and the explanation was at the start of the investigation everything would still make perfect sense like it, uh, it doesn't ever feel cheaply done so it's like a, watching an episode of another yeah actually that's a pretty good i think that's a pretty good comparison for sure except yeah yeah i i'm trying to think if there's anything in another that makes me i don't know you knew exactly who the killer was and then they were like oh yeah this character was actually this character yeah everything you thought was wrong And, and there's evidence at the start to even lead you to that premise but it's just so concealed that you don't necessarily ever catch that Right, good storytelling prevents you from really seeing the smoking gun. It's definitely <laughs> there. The barrel definitely has smoke coming out of it. But for some reason, you're like, oh, what's going on with this slingshot? This seems pretty fishy. <laughs> it's like there's a smoking gun, but there's also a bonfire. So you don't necessarily see the smoking gun initially. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a better metaphor than I had, obviously. Slingshots don't emit smoke. What's wrong, Tiffany? Oh, no. My joke was that bad. Damn. Oh, sorry, Neil. Tiff, just say it. Say it. What's wrong? Another's trash and it's storytelling's trash and you're all fucking trash. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Well, I don't see. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. That hurts so bad. <laughs> this is no, why uh, she doesn't get a mic. <laughs> uh, yeah there's something about another that doesn't like resonate well with me but i mean at surface level like that's a good comparison between the yeah. two except except you get like six of those weird cases uh so this this game's very much the same as the first one in a lot of ways except it builds off of the story from the first game and uh it also it because you have played the first game you set up a lot of preconceived notions of how things are going to happen in the sequel and you you end up falling prey to to that past knowledge because the game ends up like distorting and throwing things at you in a different way really enjoyed it uh the third game came out this year too and uh john who's been on the podcast before is currently playing it so I'm going to try and catch myself up with the other media that's out there because there's two anime series and then like a special OVA that take place after the first two games that I need to watch. And there's also a third game which happens in between the two games that I'm currently watching a let's play of because I or the cutscenes at least because I really don't want to play this kind of half-assed third-person shooter that they made. That's all I really played for games this week. Oh, I guess. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> no, I was going to say, I guess I remember I have played a game this week. That wasn't Mario? Kind of. or That wasn't Mario. Please do tell. Call of Duty came out. I've heard a lot of like polarizing opinions about Call of Duty World War well, II. I've heard a lot well, of shade. <laughs> well, I will say the game is very balanced and I like it. There are no servers right now. So I'll finish a game and then get kicked out promptly and then not get that win. So besides all the broken shit, I like it. 
you actually make it through the game. So the servers are working in some half-hearted way. Yeah, so basically what they've got going on, they turned out the dedicated servers, and it's just uh, it's not quite peer-to-peer, but basically we're hosted with somebody. So by the end of the game, somebody jumps out, and I get disconnected, and it's just like, And you oh. lose that victory. Do you need the victory for anything? Like, do you get experience yes. points that allow you to purchase things? So they have um, orders that you need to do, okay. well, orders that you can complete if you want. And so today I was doing an order that just said, hey, win one match of um, domination. So me and Lizzie got on, jumped in, played a match of domination. We utterly destroyed. I got kicked off. Lizzie somehow managed to stay in the lobby long enough to get her victory. And so I didn't get a victory for the domination win. And you also lose any kind of like bonus XP that you're getting for that match because mm-hmm. it's like all timed bonus XP. You also lose all of that. It like it continues to take like that eight minutes off. So this of is like when the 20 Lizzie minutes. starts to overlevel you just because it likes her slightly better. Pretty much. Mm. But yeah, besides all the um the broken that is that were the servers when the game first came out and that are the servers now, like there are servers now. It's good. I like it. I'm going to I think I'm actually going to pick up the uh, season pass for this. So, Cookie, really? I do have just one question, and that's what's your favorite rifle, and why is it the Carabiner 98K? <laughs> it is not the Carabander, Carabander 98K. It isn't? It is not. I don't even know what that one is. What? That's like, that. no matter what World War II game I've ever played, I always, that's my, that's my gun every time. I'm trying to think, what is the Carabander 98K equivalent in COD? World War Two. It should be a bolt action rifle with a wood body that does a shitload of damage and normally its front sight is like a ring. Okay, so it just it's the car ninety eight K. Yeah, yeah, one, same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's in here. That's a sniper rifle, actually. I think. Is this one a it, I thought it was more of like a standard infantry rifle, but it it yeah, it's depending a on the game, rifle. depending on the game, you can put a scope on it, or like the developers will use it as either a iron sights rifle or a sniper rifle. Yeah, it looks like it goes for all three. And yes, the Car ninety eight K is actually a beautiful gun, but I'm actually rocking my MP forty. Ah, you're a you're a close quarters kind of guy. Yep, and I'm also rocking the A. Oh, M? Guns. They shoot bullets. They yeah, have have yeah. you played the uh, single-player campaign? I have started the single-player campaign and promptly forgot it. Because it was that immemorable? Because I was too excited to play multiplayer. And I'll honestly say, the Zombies campaign kind of caught my interest a little bit. But I don't Zombie think I'll continue campaign. to play that. Kind of. Like, the way they go run you through the tutorial it seems more story focused like there's a jump scare but yeah i'm just like okay so i like call of duty so far it's it's a call of duty game if you've been playing call of duty games and buying every single one it's a return to world war ii so that's always good and if you've been playing every single one i'm surprised you're still playing call of duty because because <laughs> i needed a three-year break <laughs> well do you feel do you feel happy now that you've uh like what? What is your? I don't want to actually ask a leading question, but what are your feelings now that you and Call of Duty have reunited? 
Have you settled your differences? Have you both kind of grown as individuals more? We have grown as individuals more, and I'm hoping that we'll have a good year together. That's it. Though. We'll you, don't, you don't see a, like a long, a long-term, long-term relationship yeah. happening. Well, well, Call of Duty changes every year, so I don't, I don't know what she's going to be next year. Are you saying there's an element of uh, association, uh, personality? Wait, disassociative personality disorder? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, today today she's Sledgehammer. Tomorrow she'll be Treyarch. That's true. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you guys will be proud. I also finished, well, kind of finished. I And by I also finished, Lizzie also made me finish uh, Stranger Things Season 2. Nice. What would you think? It was really good. Yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. I actually uh, may I, have preferred this season over the, the first one. Considering uh-huh. I bailed on the first season, yeah, yeah. I like this season a lot better, too. <laughs> I'm surprised I, that, uh, and spoilers ahead only on the fact that Stranger Things 2 is probably not the last Stranger Things we'll see. Uh, I think there's supposed to be five seasons. Oh, five seasons, yeah. It, I'm surprised, actually, that they didn't end it with this season. Like, if I were if I were doing storytelling, I think I would have been satisfied with what I did with Stranger Things 2 and called it good, but... They know beforehand that they are going to uh, make this horrible, just like Dexter. Mm. Uh, Have you watched Beyond? Have you started watching Beyond Stranger Things? No, Uh, no, I haven't. You should. I haven't watched Stranger Things season one yet. So, Neil, you'll get through it pretty quick. It's it's one of the few things that I think is pretty uh, like rewarding to kind of binge watch three or four episodes within a day. And if you do it at that pace, you can finish it in a, about two weeks or so. Like just, you know, a, a day where you're pretty low on things to do. You can watch a couple at once. It's like a really good long-form sci-fi movie. We'll see if that happens. There's so much to watch right now. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you guys. Um, I'm trying to catch up on all of the Dragon Ball Super I've missed. And in... In the same kind of spans, I was wondering if there were any actually good animes you'd like to point Hold me up. toward. Are we uh, talking about anime? Mage's Bride? Japan yeah, I know. animation in the, in the, anime. In the video game section, and I'm the one who brought it up, I understand how unprecedented this is. All right. If, <laughs> just quick question. What's the best thing you've seen in this season so far that I can probably find on Crunchyroll? And is it Black Clover? Because that sounds no. interesting. Oh, okay. We got to know there. I was about to say, what is Tiff watching that Tiff likes? Yeah, but why do we care? She doesn't have a mic. Because Tiff doesn't, cause Tiff doesn't like anything, so, you know. <laughs> okay, Cookie, you first. Well, what anime are you watching? I'm still catching up on my Ruby. Um, the Ancient Magus Bride, Cheer Boys, Food Wars, Recovery of an MMO Addict, and Baruto. That's one really long title for an anime. Yeah. You remember that remember that thing I was going through when I was like, I need all of my animes to have really long titles. You need the all of the titles your of animes. Anime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, before I say anything, Boruto, really? You're watching Dragon Ball Super and Boruto. Like they yeah. they made like they're making fun of themselves at this point. His name's Boruto. Yeah, you've okay. made that you've made that point, and I don't think it's gonna have any more sticking power than it did last time with Cookie. Nope. Yeah, anime is too good. And you can, I like the story. <laughs> you can trash talk, you know, Dragon Ball Super all you want, and I completely understand. But still, got to see what that next su- 
transformation is. Okay, okay. There, there is a color, gray. What color is his hair going to turn? I really want to know. At this point, it's turning red. Okay, so I have two questions. Uh, the first one is Ruby. Is that also the fighting game? So, like, that's all a Rooster Teeth thing? Or so, Ruby. What, what's that? And then it became a fighting game? Okay. Yeah. And not a very good fighting game, I don't think. I've never played the Ruby game, but the show, Rooster Teeth Show, and Monty Ohm, mainly it's just Monty Ohm being produced by Rooster Teeth is the way I see it. All right, second question. Uh, do you guys know who Plague of Gripes is? Plague of Grapes? Yeah, Gripes. Plague of Grapes. No, uh, Plague of Gripes. Plague of of gripes. Uh, he has a <laughs> video that is very... He has a video about power levels and Dragon Ball Z that I think you might be interested in watching. I personally haven't. Tiffany did watch oh, it. Is it the is it is it like the thing about the whole they're doing the power levels wrong because there's no like in game, so it's just always Oh no, that was a Shonen Jump. The Shonen Jump spiral video that I watched a little bit ago. That was pretty much like, yeah, power levels are dumb. You shouldn't go off of power levels. One piece is doing it right because eventually he's going to make it to the thing eventually naruto did become the hokage but naruto like the issue here is not so much like shonen uh formula so to speak it's more how do your characters get past challenges and, and and obstacles like naruto and most most of the characters in naruto have like interesting powers and they have to use powers intelligently to beat other enemies. So, like, you might face someone that's just inherently stronger than you, but it's all about using your specific power to overcome their power. Or, like, it's about outsmarting your opponents. But in, in Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super, like, later Dragon Ball stuff, it's more about, like, okay, what can I do to overcome this enemy who is stronger than me? It's to increase it's my number. Eggs, yeah. So I won't go any further than it, but like the, the, the last bit I caught when Tiffany was watching this video was I was really happy with how he analyzed and uh, like presented certain points. And I think it's a very, a very good watch. Okay. I'll have to check it out because uh, I see that he plays a lot of Dark Souls and I, I respect <laughs> the opinion of people who play Dark Souls. And additionally, I should also note though, that like if anyone wants to make a gripe about growth and progress and how you use that as like a uh entertaining or like storytelling mechanic dark souls is probably a good place to uh to look you know what else is a good place to look steven universe great place to look yeah that's so, true too that, so that as works. as for the most cutting edge of anime i think maybe the the show i am most enjoying right now might actually be blend s it's a uh, it's a weird. I don't know if you'd call it slice of life, but it's a comedy show about a cafe, like a coffee shop style food cafe, in which each of the waitresses is based on a character. One, uh, the main character is this masochist or a sadist, a sadist, and the uh, like. The second would be the sundere. What else is there, Tiff? Now, now you're not going to say anything. Um, you have the One-chan, which is like the older woman. Uh, the, Isn't that big sister or something? More or less, yeah. But but okay. in this context, it's not so much having the big sister. It's just the older woman presence. Uh, then you also have the little sister. And then 
The fifth character, which I don't think we've been introduced to yet, or I haven't, is I think supposed to be an idol, but is also a trap. So it's a work comedy. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think of if there are any other work comedies that come to mind aside from working. And I don't know. And working was um, good too, but I think this is on a whole different level, wait, like bizarreness ooh. and humor. It's not a huge work comedy, obviously. It's like a small portion, but I do remember being cracked up at uh, The Devil is a Part-Timer, which I ooh. thought was pretty funny. I still need to finish that. Yeah, I, that I thought one. that was really, really funny and unexpected for me just accidentally stumbling upon it. I'm trying to okay, think if there's well, anything anyway, else I've, I'm watching about. I've eaten up Anime our, uh, Gatteris, A Sister's All You Need, Gintama, that's, that's about it, that's all you need. That's not true. Those are the best ones this, this season. Yeah, I, I still haven't caught, up, caught myself up with Anime Gatteris. Has Liz been watching the new uh, Himoto Umaru-chan? No, we haven't watched it unfortunately it's on our list of things to do but busy life we'll get there i will bring up one show that like i'm kind of like i'm invested enough to keep watching it but i just don't expect anything good from it at this point now it's called juni tyson and it's uh this weird battle royale type anime battle royale within the context of all of the characters are put into this weird situation with weird rules and they have to kill each other in order to win and we, you already know that they're being put up to do this and there's like an organization watching. So, yeah. But the each of the characters, each of the 12 characters is based off of one of the Zodiac, Chinese Zodiac. So you have a character representing ox, sheep, rat, dog, and so on. Are you cheering on for your character of the Zodiac then? I think the character I was cheering on has already died. Oh, but, was that the character of your Zodiac? So it was, it was this, you, we, no, I can't, I can't spoil anything in case you want to watch it. Uh, but the, I just want to know what your Zodiac is, Neil, so I can laugh. Oh, when they oh die you mean, you mean my, my specific wins. Zodiac? Yeah. Uh, and we're talking Chinese Zodiac just to be clear, right? Yes. I'm totally aware of what Zodiac we're talking about. So you're a cancer, strict, right? <laughs> I am I am cancer. Um, but my zodiac is not. <laughs> are you a dragon or No, 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 no. You're a couple of years younger than me, so you are I'm, how I am wise. That's wise. Are you a sheep? No, sheep aren't He's wise. He's a monkey. Wake up, sheeple. I'm a monkey. The monkey warrior has a lot of interesting powers. I'll say that much. Uh okay. I'm I'm a Not rabbit. Being dead I think is if, a good power. So that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. So I'm a rabbit if we go by strict Chinese calendar because the year starts, uh, you know, usually later than January. Where are you at, Cookie? I think I'm a snake, but I'm not sure. Oh, he's a sneaky snake. Oh, I, I will spoil <laughs> this part for you. The snake is dead before they even start. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you you get into the room where all the contestants are and the snake is just dead with his head off oh no wait 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 the snake's head is cut off you you guys all yes. know how snakes work right their heads can still move sometime after well that's uh let's just say that if you guys are interested enough in watching this maybe you uh will we'll find out enjoy yeah wait, what's it called uh juni, juni tyson, tyson. Zodiac that's, war. Yep, that's J-U-I-N-I 
T-I, T-A-I-S-E-N, promo code ramen. <laughs> I'll have to check this out. I'll, I'll see how oh, far my Zodiac my, um, goes, and watch I'll list. stop watching once my Zodiac dies. Yeah, no promises. I'll, I'll just I'll say have that to see how. F- I'll have to see how far my Zodiac goes as well, and also stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was three minutes. Look at that. <laughs> I might as well just watch uh, another episode of Love is Like a Cocktail. Which I, I don't know. Like I'm not really into that as much as some of the other shorter animes that have been out recently. Like... R- I just really, like it's everything what we the wanted to know. Drinks are. That's all that anime is. That's all I wanted to know. But maybe That's this, what I want my this food is like a good example of like when a manga, it like a short manga, is sufficient. Does something better than the short anime series? Because I think like Aho Girl and in contrast, which by the way, if you haven't watched that yet, that that's fantastic. That came out last season. Aho uh, Girl. Aho Girl. It, Doesn't that it's mean she's list. an idiot? Yes. It looks it looks good. I haven't seen it yet. Cookie, it's on okay. my list. I'll check that, that one. Cookies. Do you remember the one where the kid's wasting time on his desk? Oh, what's his name? Master of wasting time. Fuck, love that thing. Oh, he's great. Yeah. he's the best. Like Aho Girl and that one both do something. They they both enhance upon the original media or medium. But I think so. This, is love is like a cocktail. A uh, manga. Yeah, the the love is like a cocktail. Whatever the fuck it is, just doesn't. Like, I mean, there's not really anything going on to begin with, and it's not like they're doing anything interesting to begin with. It's just interesting that they have drinks that, like, I've never thought of or ever heard of. Uh, and that's all I wanted, Neil. Yeah, but you can, like, it could, it's so it's basically just a more interesting, like, drink cocktail uh, menu recipe book. So you could just read the manga for that. But but then I've got to read Neil, and you've struggled to get me to do that. You're right. We're part of the YouTube age where everything has to be in a video form. Exactly. I made some badass brownies, speaking of which. Not really badass. They're weird. Anyways, that's completely besides the point. But I did that we reading should, um, a recipe, and I realized like I didn't even read the recipe. I just looked at the ingredients, and I was like, I think I already know how to make this. See? See? And... And now we can make it in video form, and it's going to be even better, and that way I can consume it as well. Uh, let's talk about some news and shit, right? To news and shit. Hot pot. Noises. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so Telltale laid off 90 employees last week, which is roughly 25% of their roster. CEO Pete Hawley states, our industry has shifted in, a tremend- in tremendous ways over the past few years. The realities of the environment we face moving forward demand we evolve as well, reorienting our organization with a focus on delivering fewer, better games with a smaller team. We will use this restructuring as an opportunity to move internal development over to more proven technologies that will fast-track innovation in its core products as it works with new partners to bring its games to new audiences. It missed a couple industry buzzwords, but otherwise... This is like a synergy speech. You know, there's not much to honestly glean from this. You know, though, like the the biggest thing I can say is that we're probably not going to see Game of Thrones season two anytime soon. Probably not. From now on, because this seems to be the news story of the week every week. Can we like do this Hunger Games style and shoot off cannons and stuff as Telltale lays off people and... What was the company last week? Visceral. The the week before that. Visceral, yeah. And, and BioWare. And 
we'll just keep Bioware keep, uh, Rare didn't the lose fallen. anyone aside no, from Bioware didn't lose anybody except for their uh main head. Yeah, they're they're one they're one very important person. So just that person that makes Bioware great. Yeah. And not to uh equivocate one person's job with the job of say ninety other people, but when you're say a really big and at least at one point in time, very successful studio like Bioware, losing someone at the very top of your creative department is a pretty significant blow, I would say. Just like losing 90 employees who you know, perform essential tasks for your business is also a pretty big deal. But I think this seems like a much more natural thing than Visceral being shut down because Telltale Games like, kind of exploded in a way that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. And they also started making games at a rate that I personally thought was a little ridiculous. Right. It didn't seem sustainable. And I was surprised at how many Telltale games there are. But although I haven't played much for Telltale games, I will say what I'm aware of is normally pretty well received. They worked on what, like Tales from the Borderlands. They've done The Walking Dead. And they've also done... um, Game of Thrones. Did they do a Knight's Quest or was that or a King's Quest or whatever that is? Do you know what I'm talking about? That was someone else, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was actually Sierra. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sierra's a super old game development company. That makes sense. What is up with today and everything being Sierra? Oh, I don't know. It's it's Sierra's day today. it's, It's kind of hard to really understand how they're doing as a company too because i i don't necessarily think they're i didn't think they were hurting that much but at the same time critically speaking their games lately haven't really been great successes no they haven't had anything big that comes to mind recently and, and that's the other thing too like i know the games that are well received by critics are ones that may not have sold as well like uh the where uh the the werewolf game oh my gosh what is it uh a wolf among us yeah a wolf Wait. among us oh yeah um I, and on the flip side th- this is maybe one of those situations where games are being received relatively well but not necessarily doing well in sales like doom last year did not do well initially despite it getting great reviews to the point where you know Bethesda dropped the price down to like 30 bucks after one month Right, which is too bad because it's an excellent game. And, and um, I think they've and, made and up with their sales since then too. Ticket. Yeah. Um, what I do recognize, um, although I don't know if it's the same for the gaming industry, but at least what I know about the business world is when you use the term restructure, that's often implying that there's going to be uh, quite a bit of like streamlining and shakeups for uh, like teams and departments. And so... Cutting people in order to kind of trim the fat is normally the kind of restructure phrasing that I'm aware of. And it might just be that these 90 employees were, I wouldn't say like, I don't want to say underperforming by any extent, but like people that they they felt they could uh, essentially squeeze out in order to uh, consolidate some of their skilled workforce yeah maybe it's not that these specific people were not doing their jobs but just that okay maybe we have 10 we have five developers on, and yeah. we think we can get away with uh three in this category exactly so so, so while we're, we're on that topic too the the key word innovation 
at first gives you some semblance of hope that maybe they actually clean up and do something with their like archaic system at this point because again the like the core mechanics and game system that they've been riding on has not changed much since uh the walking dead season one but at the same time when you read that sentence uh to move internal development over to more proven technologies that will fast track innovation specifically more proven technologies i i don't know the lingo as i read into this doesn't necessarily even give me any hope that they actually understand what's wrong with their games i yeah i would not take that as a uh hopeful statement overall whenever it's moving to more proven it's more commercialized techniques or something that's decidedly just better because it's a more common practice and that does not necessarily mean better innovation by any degree but we'll it just oh go ahead i was gonna say it just means that we're gonna get point and click adventures exactly the same but but mobile better. games but mobile games i like it and justice 2 we're getting teenage mutant ninja turtles are you playing as individual turtles or are you playing as all four at once? I think you're playing as all four at once. So it's going to be like Pokemon Trainer, I think. I hope. In, in Smash uh, Bros. Smash Bros. Brawl. Yeah. That would be that would be sweet. Like swap out Leonardo, move to Donatello, move to Raphael, move back to Donatello, move back to Leonardo. Never or maybe they're on <laughs> do you not or like maybe their combo system actually no if, if there's anyone i'd leave out it would probably be um i think it's Le- leonardo's blue right yeah yeah i'd, I'd leave leonardo blue. out I, you don't like, like sashi style sword play i like the more uh uncommon weapons like the sai the bow staff and the nunchucks and less of the single sword wait i thought leonardo used two swords though Oh yeah, he, he, does, has, use two he swords. does have two swords. Whatever. There are other people with swords, but how many other people have Psy? If you like uncommon weapons, you should try out the Suicoden RPGs. I mean, it's turn-based RPGs, so it's not like there's any difference in combat, but... No, I like uncommon weapons as in like a rifle spear and Bloodborne and other weird things like that. Or what is it? Logarius's wheel. I like uncommon weapons. That, that yeah, that was that pretty that ridiculous. Void. Are you still playing Injustice Two, Cookie? Um, no. Do you plan on picking it up because of this DLC? Yes. So I will pick up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you're playing as each turtle at once, so to speak, all together, is does that mean there's going to be like an added element of um, like Marvel versus Capcom sort of assist system? I'm thinking it might be like, so if you've ever seen the Swamp Thing playthrough, as he does moves, there's like multiple Swamp Things on the thing. So like one will like come up and grab coming out of the ground. So what Swamp Thing's the real Swamp Thing type thing? So I'm thinking it's going to be more like that. Okay. Like as you're doing combos, they're doing more of a hot swap. Maybe. I'm not sure. It's all speculation. I haven't even like watched videos on anything. There are no videos of anything of what people even think. At least I don't think. I haven't looked. And so... Our last topic, unless anyone has anything else to add, is that a, a post on Reddit, specifically the subreddit Kappa, came up with a bunch of video game leaks. 
Now, uh, supposedly the same poster also was the man to leak the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles leak for Injustice 2. So there's supposedly a level of of uh, accuracy involved here. But I'm just going to very quickly go through these and we can kind of tackle them. Like, if there's anything that is curious at all, give me a heads up. Metroid Prime 4, woot woot. Yeah, okay, so let's just jump to Nintendo and maybe those are like the, that's the most important thing. Uh, I think that's what matters most, but Cookie, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to override that. Yeah. I haven't even looked at this. So go. Okay. So go. Metro- Metroid Prime 4 is going to have some sort of reveal potentially at the next uh, Nintendo Direct in January. Not the next. There's one in December too, isn't there? Anyways, in January during their Direct. Uh, Bandai Namco is apparently developing the game, uh, though we don't know what development studio it is. There's been pressure towards Game Freak to get Pokemon's 8th generation out uh, for the Switch. And if you remember Pokemon Stars, that rumor, that was supposedly, or it's supposedly real, but all it was going to be was a port of Sun and Moon. Uh, So I'm assuming that that leads to like a hint that maybe they're just going to end up using a part of that engine in the eighth generation may not be too different, but we'll see. Uh, there's a new animal crossing game that they hope to release next year as well for the switch. Uh, mother three is real, which if, if you don't know mother three, the mother series is earthbound. This would be earthbound two. It's already been localized and is playable, but it hasn't been released basically because of business numbers and figuring out when they can release it. And, Apparently, uh, a Square Enix is working on The World Ends With You 2 exclusively also for Nintendo exciting. Switch. Oh, and then uh, there's apparently a Hearthstone port for the Switch in the works. Okay, yeah. That, that is all pretty cool news. Cool, cool, cool. And it, it comes from an, unverifi- like an unverifiable source, so we can't say too much besides it's exciting if any of this is true. And it's especially exciting if only Metroid Prime 4 is true. Outside of Nintendo-specific news, Soul Calibur 6 is apparently in the works, and uh, there are versions going for PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch. No word on Xbox One quite yet. Um, I think there was also uh, news that Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Fighters will be coming to the platform as well. That's so correct. You and I might be able to play on that. And they're including three new DLC characters, including Broly, regular Goku, and regular Vegeta. Devil May uh, Cry 5 is going to be announced at PSX, which that's interesting just based on the fact that they're apparently going to be, it, it, maybe not completely abandoning, but uh, this doesn't look like a continuation of the DMC uh, reboot that they did a couple years back. Uh, we should hear something about Resident Evil 2 next year, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom info, and then more rumors regarding Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Wait, so with the Dragon Ball Fighter Z coming out on Switch, I thought we knew that already. Not quite. We did not. Because weren't they showing it off in a commercial? I need to find this out now. I have no memory of that, so I can't help you confirm. It was like in a sizzle. It was in a sizzle reel. Sizzlin'. Switchin'. 
So I think that about does it for episode 40 of the Fancy Ramen Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or corrections, you can write into podcast at fancyramen.com. That's podcast at fancyramen.com. And if you've been enjoying the show, leave a review with us on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly, please tell a friend and help us grow our audience. It's been a pleasure recording with you guys. I'll see you next time. Indeed, indeed. Have a good one, everyone. Come back.